Lord, open our lips that our mouths may declare your praise. Come near to us, Holy Spirit. Open our ears and open our hearts that we might see and hear and taste and receive you this morning. Amen. Uh, Sarah, if you'd come up and read our psalm. Yeah, our, if you guys have a Bible and you want to follow along, we're reading Psalm 136 today. Psalm 136, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, his love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, his love endures forever. To him alone who does great wonders, his love endures forever. Who by his understanding made the heavens, his love endures forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters. His love endures forever. Who made the great lights, his love endures forever. The sun to govern the day, his love endures forever. The moon and stars to govern the night, his love endures forever. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, his love endures forever. And brought Israel out from among them, his love endures forever. With a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, his love endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea asunder, his love endures forever. And brought Israel through the midst of it, his love endures forever. But swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea, his love endures forever. To him who led his people through the wilderness, his love endures forever. To him who struck down great kings, his love endures forever. And killed mighty kings, his love endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, his love endures forever. And Og, king of Bashan, his love endures forever. And gave their land as an inheritance, his love endures forever. An inheritance to his servant Israel, his love endures forever. He remembered us in our low estate. His love endures forever. And freed us from our enemies. His love endures forever. He gives food to every creature. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His love endures forever. The word of the Lord. Thanks, sir. Um... I, let's see, I knew that I had this uh, sermon coming up for several weeks now, and when Kelsey and I were flying, we were flying to, to Iowa for my grandfather's 90th, 90th birthday, and it seemed like about the worst time that we could be leaving, like during the semester, and like we'd just seen my family and we're flying back, and so there's all these questions that are always in my head whenever we go back home, because it's like, there's all these questions that my family doesn't even have to ask that I know are just kind of like on the table, which is, when are you coming back? Are you guys ever going to live here? And, and also, it's like, what are you actually doing in school? There's all these questions, basically, that are always running through my head. Um, and I think a lot of us probably have that if we're 
like when we experience a homecoming. Um, and it was during that, that flight home, and I was also thinking about the context of like 90 years my grandfather uh, has just been alive, and I was just trying to wrap my head around that. And so in that context, I came on this psalm, and um, this is a kind of a silly example, but it, it came into my mind even at that, at that point. As I was reading it, there's that refrain that's just repeated blatantly every, over and over again, his love endures forever, his love endures forever. And it's not like that is a really unique refrain. It's like all over the Bible, right? Um, but sometimes you just have to have something kind of like hit you over the head like over and over and over and over to have it register. And it's kind of like that, you know, that scene in uh, Goodwill Hunting where Robin Williams like takes Matt Damon and he's like, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> you know, he says that over and over and it's like, finally the words get through and it like just like breaks you down. And that's what reading this psalm was like for me. Um, and... As, and I just and I knew that, that that's what I wanted my uh, like my last sermon of the internship to be, be <clears throat> because I started this internship there were like a lot of questions on the on the table like what's this going to look like church is still really young what's Oak Church going to be about you know how how will this have anything to do with what my vocation is going to be a lot of questions on the table and um, and and God's love has just has been has been the anchor of that, um, so I'm excited to explore this a little bit with y'all this morning. Um, I'm another reason that I really love this psalm is because rather than explaining theology, which uh, I and my fellow classmates uh, spend a lot of time reading people explaining theology and writing papers that try to explain theology, I love this psalm because it just shows it um, in a really uh, musical way too. I'm in this class, and so is my friend Matthew, who's here. Um, we're in this class called Theology and Music, and the whole concept of the class is that there are things that theology can teach us about music that can enrich our experience of music, but, and for a divinity student, that's like, oh yeah, of course. But it also works the other way, where there's things that music can tell you about, there's things music can show you or tell you about theology that totally enrich your experience of theology um, that you can't really express in words. And so I know that, so no, I'm not going to sing the rest of this sermon. That would be really cool. And I'm not going to be able to, I know. Or, and I already shipped my trombone back to my brother so he can play it. So I can't like play my sermon on trombone, which would be awesome. Um, except I'm not very good. So it would be really not that awesome. Uh, but so I'm still going to try to use words, but I've, I, that's kind of this, uh, this, the, that's sort of the central image that I've used. Not image. Image is the wrong word. It's, that's like the sonic center is jazz and improvisation and, what, and how that can change the way that we read this psalm um, or experience this psalm, hear this psalm. <clears throat> so obviously, what, one thing that's right out front is... Uh, this refrain that we have, his love endures forever. Now, I have, I'm pretty limited in my uh, musical um, analogies and terminology. So you could say refrain, um, you could say 
I like to think of it as sort of like, this is kind of like the rhythm section of the psalm. His love endures forever. And I, I, Sarah and I were going to try this thing where like she would read the first half of the psalm and I was going to be like, his love endures forever. Like behind it, but it would have been really distracting and awful. <laughs> and not done it justice at all. Um, but it is an idea I had. Um, not all ideas are worth exploring. That's a great takeaway from, <laughs> from my internship. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so, so yeah. Bear with me as we try to try to use this analogy. Um, his love endures forever is sort of like the rhythm section, I think, of this psalm. Um, and then there are different riffs, and a riff I learned <laughs> is is like oh I wrote it down. I need to write. I need to read this. Oh no, I didn't write it down. I think a riff is a is like a familiar. It's a, it's sort of like, it's a, it's like a musical line or a musical theme that connects, that connects changing chords. Or riff can be what's going on uh, behind a soloist. Um, so I think that there's several riffs in the psalm, and the first one is, the first one is creation. After the first three verses, it's give thanks to the Lord for He's good. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. So I guess the first riff is actually um, praise. And that's how the psalm ends, too. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, his love endures forever. And that tells us, that tells us a huge thing, which is that, that is what we are to do all the time. Because this psalm is going to go, this psalm covers creation and exodus and bringing Israel out, and then it brings it home like it brings this love into the neighborhood at the end of the psalm, but the bookends of this are give thanks to the Lord, because that is what we are always supposed to do. And I, you know, I've sort of, at times this semester, I've lost track of that, like that that's why I'm in divinity school. That is the purpose of this internship, is so that, that we, that I can join my voice to y'all's voice in this neighborhood and give thanks to God. And so I, I just want to say that at the beginning, um, that's the bookend of the psalm because that's, that's our purpose. That's what we do. That's what being a human is. It's supposed to be giving thanks to the Lord. Um, riff number one. Riff number two is, or maybe theme is a better one. I don't know. Terminology, folks. Um, but it starts, it then moves to creation. And it says... Who alone does great wonders, his love endures forever. Who by his understanding made the heavens, his love endures forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters, his love endures forever. Who made the great lights, his love endures forever. And you start to see that, that, that God's faithful love is like it's woven into and all the way through creation and it always has been. And that's such a cool thing to think about as we're going to be like... I, I don't know, I've spent a lot of time uh, in the garden worrying about the garden, planting stuff, talking with people about what we're going to plant in the garden, and just how, um, especially on a day like today after the rains last night, uh, you, can, you can see like God's faithfulness in the rain, and you can see that the way even the plants outside are declaring God's praise, even in a small way, in a way that you can really, it's really easy to overlook, but when you see it, it's so beautiful. Um, yeah. So creation. 
the next, the next sort of riff, I would say, is Exodus. And this is, this is where uh, the psalm got my attention, really, for the first time. When, when, there's, when you come to the line, to him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, his love endures forever. And it's like the first, the first, um, the first notes of real dissonance kind of come in. And you, you could maybe read this psalm like, oh no, that's, you know, that's a great thing for Israel. It might be a great thing for Israel, but what about the Egyptians? You know, how can God's love be woven through all of creation and, and yet God still has to strike down the firstborn of Egypt. God still has to, God, and then later on, God throws Pharaoh and his army into the sea. His love endures forever. How does that, yeah, dissonance is the, the only way I can really describe it. And, it. and it goes on like God killed mighty kings. He killed this king and that king and this king. His love endures forever. His love endures forever. And it's, um, and that's when I realized that, that, um, that, this, that this psalm is a lot more than just sort of a bland kind of um, assurance that, oh, everything's going to be okay. Because that, that's, one, that's one way to like, approach this psalm, and that's sort of, that's maybe how my first reading was, because I really needed that word. Like, I was filled with anxiety, and I needed that word that said, look, God's love endures forever. You're going to make it through. That's okay. But we fail as a church if, if we just leave it there, because there, there is, as, as I've seen and I think all of us have seen, in our life together and in our life in Lakewood, there's a lot of really dissonant notes. Um, and there's even dissonance, like, between us, even though we don't want it to be there. Like, there's dissonance between, like, you know, not everyone's personality jives with each other. And there's things that happen, like I'm thinking last last fall, that, that Sunday morning when we heard that um, Chewy Padilla had been, had been uh, shot and killed, like, on Sunday morning, like, one block down the street. And I don't say that to freak you guys out, but it's, it's here, you know? That's here. And somehow, I think this psalm is showing us that, that still the refrain is, his love endures forever. And because of that, because of that dissonance, because of that, because the rhythm section of this universe is God's love enduring forever, there's room for, yeah, there's, there's room for dissonance. And it's, and it, yeah, and it's our job. It's our job sometimes to be the rhythm section saying God's love endures forever. That's what we, like, that's why we held the vigil for Chewie and his family um, that's why we go visit each other in, in the hospital or visit each other uh, when we're at our lowest point. Um, we do that because we need to be the rhythm, rhythm section. But also at the same time, we need people to step up and be soloists. And sometimes that means that your, your solo is going to sound dissonant. Like, think of prayers for the people, for example. People, um, we all stand up, and sometimes... Sometimes, during our prayers, it's like overflowing with praise. But almost every time, um, it's, we, have, we have this mixture of dissonance and pain. And I know this week we have, we have you know, plenty of pain to go around. And that's our job, is to testify to that. 
and to put that out there. Because otherwise, our music, it, I mean, think about it musically again. If there's never any dissonance, your music is, so, in my opinion, so uninteresting. <laughs> and, <laughs> but you, so, and I just want to, I don't know, affirm that, that it is our job to keep testifying to that pain. And, and there is a hidden riff in here that I don't think I'm uh, overstepping my exegetical bounds by pointing to, which is, which is um, there's this, this hidden riff of the cross is in here, I think, because we can't read this psalm as Christians in which the, the constant refrain or the rhythm section is saying his love endures forever, his love endures forever. We can't hear that phrase without thinking of God's love enduring forever is the same love that takes on flesh and picks up the cross and trudges towards Calvary and is killed there unjustly. That's the kind of love that endures forever. And it's amazing. Well, it's a tragedy when we, when we don't testify to that. When, and yeah. And I've spent a lot of time uh, this internship and this year with y'all. Um, I've had to be taught by y'all that, that sometimes, uh, sometimes we just stand, we like stand together uh, kind of at the foot of the cross. Um, we stand there sometimes as the rhythm section, but a lot of times as these soloists kind of testifying to the, the pain that is really real in our lives. But we know, but we always come back we always come back to that constant refrain, like his love endures forever, because there, there is the resurrection, and there's hope in that. Um, I've almost totally just left these notes, which I guess is all right. Um, hmm. Matt, could you put the, uh, that picture that I have up here? I don't know how well you can see that, but... Um, this is, a, this is a picture that uh, our, I guess, former professor, Willie Jennings, um, he commented on, and he, he really loves this picture because he thinks it's, a, he sort of sees this as a picture of the church, and I, I, think, that's, um, I think that's beautiful, and I, that's kind of like my dream and my prayer for, for, for our church, is that, um, that we could be like this jazz band. So a couple things. Um, you see how everyone is sort of tilted in one direction. They're all tilted towards, towards this soloist right there, that trumpeter. And you can't, I don't know if you guys can really see it, um, but he's got, <laughs> that's, the, that's the hot trumpeter. He's got flames like coming off of his, off of his trumpet right there. And so, so here's what I want to say. Also, Willie Jennings points out, look at how close everyone is. You can hardly distinguish each other distinguish them from each other. We're close. I mean, Matt, you said it this morning. Like, wow, this place is like really, this community you've, you guys have got is like really intimate. We are really close. And I think that's something we've done well and we need to keep doing well is staying so close um, through things like mustard seed groups, but also our worship together, gathering around the potluck tables in the garden. You can't, you can't be in a band together unless you can hear each other. And you can't hear each other unless you're close. So these people are, this band, us someday, us right now even, 
is really close. They're all leaning in one direction. But also, there's this, there's this sort of implied idea that, like, the soloist right now, this, he, the soloist might be up, she might be up for this whole song, but then she's going to sit back down again, and it's going to be someone else's turn to, to play. And I feel like you guys have given me the opportunity to experiment a lot with, um, like, what my call is, and I feel like you've let me, I mean, I'm at the mic right now, so <laughs> uh, I feel like you've let me be the soloist, and I'm so excited to be able to sit back down so I can start backing backing y'all. And I know that I'm not the, I haven't been the only soloist this year. Tons of us have had to step up in ways that we probably didn't, didn't picture ourselves doing, like serving communion, for example, leading prayers of the people, um, even something like being a part of the breakfast club, um, you know, has been, has been such, such an experiment and so unexpected, like, and the intimacy there and the, the ways that we listen to each other there has been so beautiful. And so I just want, I don't know, I want y'all's takeaway to be that we can't be a band unless we're listening to each other, unless we're, and we can't listen to each other unless we're close. And I also just want to affirm, like if you've got, like if you've got some, if you've got some music, and you all do, don't be afraid to step up to the mic, because we want to hear it. We've got to hear it. If you don't, then we're not a band. Like, we're just a rhythm section. Um, I want to end with uh, just a little, um, I guess, my own, uh, my own riff of praise uh, um, as, as my closing prayer uh, this Sunday, for the sermon at least, I'll do communion still. Um, but I want to end with this prayer, so if you'd pray with me. Give thanks to the Lord for he's good, his love endures forever. Who planted an oak in Lakewood, his love endures forever. And opened the doors of the church to our family, his love endures forever. Who saw the man get shot on Sunday morning, his love endures forever. And witnessed the pain of the Padilla family, his love endures forever who brought Emmett and Samuel and John Watt and the rest of them into this world this year as love endures forever. Who visited our friends in, in rehab and who opened our doors to welcome unexpected neighbors as love endures forever. You opened the doors of this church to our neighbors in need. Your love endures forever. If you hear the cries of our congregation and our family, your love endures forever. You know the things that press us and push us down. Your love endures forever. And your cross has cut across the powers of death that hold us down and hold us back. Your love endures forever. You see the ways that we fail each other and your love endures forever. And by your power, you work You've risen from the dead, and you've raised us to life, too. Your love endures forever. You bring us around your table and around potluck tables and breakfast tables and tables at reality. Your love endures forever. And you will see us through. 
You'll see us through. Your love endures forever. Amen.